All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I am Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel is uh, a pretty fascinating prophecy. He uh, has some explanations or descriptions of the glory of God, the the presence of God and his angels that uh, are pretty mind-blowing um, and and uh, really difficult, I find, to wrap your mind around. He talks about the throne of God uh, being like a chariot, and uh, the the wheels are living wheels, the wheels that intersect each other, and, and uh, the, the, the power of the chariot is driven by these cherubim that have four faces and uh, can move in any given direction without turning, and uh, very interesting descriptions of the glory of God, and, and really the, the prophecy centers around that issue of the glory of God and the glory of God uh, departing from Jerusalem. And uh, we won't see the glory of God return to Jerusalem or descend on Jerusalem until Pentecost. But uh, what we see in the book of Ezekiel is that it is a very structured, it, in fact, it's the most structured of all the, the prophecies, of all the books of prophecy in the Bible. Um, he, there are two ways to look at it. One is that uh, you could take chapters 1 through 24, and those are, are the oracles of judgment against Israel. And an oracle basically just means the word or the spoken word or the heard uh, word. It's the, the vocal um uh, prophecy. So it's the oracles of judgment against Israel. Chapters 25 through 32 uh, would be the oracles of judgment against foreign powers. And then chapters 33 through 48 would be the oracles of salvation on behalf of Israel. Uh, another way you could uh, divide it up is that the first half of the book, chapters 1 through 24, is all about judgment and destruction. And then the, the second half of the book, chapters 25 through 48, so very equal parts here, uh, is about hope and restoration. So when the, you see the oracles of judgment on foreign powers, um, even though that uh, is uh, negative in one sense, it, it's also um, hopeful or positive on behalf of the Israelites or on behalf of the Jewish people or God's people because there's an understanding that God is going to bring about his plan of salvation and his restoration of his people through the, uh, the judgment or the destruction of the foreign powers that are oppressing uh, or, or conflicting with uh, God's people. And so uh, you can divide the book up that way. Um, and so uh, during the time of Ezekiel, there were so many false prophets. They were so prevalent uh, that people were uh, distrustful of any prophet. And so prophecy itself was kind of not looked at as a, a very positive thing in, in their day. Um, and in fact, Ezekiel writes that uh, in chapter 12, verse 22, that the days grow long and every vision comes to nothing. So they didn't really trust a lot of the prophecy that they were receiving because there were so many false prophets um, it, it says that uh, Ezekiel began his ministry in the 30th year and doesn't give uh, a real good description of what the 30th year refers to, uh, but it's assumed that the 30th year ref refers to his age, that he is 30 
when uh, he begins his prophetic ministry. And so if that is what that refers to, then then another way to look at his ministry, his life, and his uh, prophecy is that he is a priest, but he's a priest that uh, lives in Babylon. He has uh, been through the exile, and he uh, probably, in, in some of these dates, we're not exactly 100% sure about, but if, if his reference to the 30th year is his age, then he would have been born during Josiah's reign, towards the end of Josiah's reign, and he would have been around 25 years old during the first exile. He would have gone to Babylon when he was about 25, and so about five years later, when he was 30, he lived in Babylon. He's called to be a prophet. He's a priest uh, of the Lord, so what that means is he's of the tribe of Levi, and he's of the household uh, or the lineage of Aaron, so he's a priest. And what we know from the book of Numbers is that a priest can serve fully uh, at the age of 30, and that they are required to retire um, when they're at the age of 50. So they can have a 20-year ministry serving in in the temple. Well, obviously, Ezekiel is not near the temple because, number one, the temple is destroyed, and number two, he's in Babylon. But his prophetic ministry is um, it coincides with that time uh, that he could have been a priest. And so he is uh, likely, and I think that's why I like the idea or the uh, interpretation that the 30th year indicates his age, uh, because it coincides very nicely with the the time frame uh, that he would have been able to serve as a priest. And so uh, he he serves or uh, he ministers for that 20-year period as a prophet in exile, um, to God's people. And this is during the same time, roughly, that uh, Jeremiah is also a prophet in Jerusalem and in, in Israel. And so uh, there's no indication that they know each other, that they have any um, reference or knowledge of each other. Um, they're ministering in two totally different locations, but uh, their ministries do overlap, which uh, I think is fairly interesting that that God is calling up, raising up prophets both in Jerusalem and in Babylon uh, to reveal what he's doing. And so uh, the what you see in the book of Ezekiel is a very um, clear description and understanding of uh, the glory of God um, leaving Jerusalem, leaving um, that city, the, the holy city, and uh, how God uh, in steps is... Um, revealing that not only is God d- ascending from there, but that his throne is a movable throne. It is mobile. It goes anywhere and everywhere. And what that is is a more of a hopeful understanding that uh, because of God's people now being in exile, um, they do not have to fear that they uh, cannot have uh, a right relationship with God or uh, that God has abandoned them or that uh, God is is no longer um, concerned with them or he's so distant that they can't know him. Um, because his throne is pictured as movable, as, as a vehicle, um, it, what you understand is that God is 
truly everywhere. And, and that was an understanding that Scripture gave to the Israelites if they would have uh, depended on that image, that understanding, because even David says in the Psalms that, uh, that we can go nowhere uh, and, and escape God's presence, that no matter where we were to go, if we were to go to the heavens or to the depths of the sea or to the ends of the earth, that we couldn't possibly escape the glory of God. And so Ezekiel has a very similar um, prophecy or message to God's people that that is truly the case, that God is the God of the whole earth and that you cannot escape him. But the, the image of God's glory leaving Jerusalem uh, I think was also a very specific um, reference to the fact that God is going to do something new. And, and what he's going to do is he is going to bring about a Messiah that is going to then pour out the Holy Spirit and that, that glory that they had uh, thought resided at the temple um, is going to reside in the temple of the human heart that uh, they had understood, they had um, believed that the temple, that physical structure at Jerusalem where they went and offered sacrifices and worship, that that was their uh, stronghold of God's power and glory and, and that if, if that were to fall, then uh, they would lose their identity as a people of God because that was where uh, they understood God to be. Um, so it was a, a, a difficult time for the people of God to be in exile and to see their temple destroyed because they had to kind of reimagine who they were. And, and so God is revealing uh, that there's a, a new um, understanding, and, and really it's not a new understanding. It's just that uh, they hadn't grasped the, 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 truly the infinite nature of who God is. And so uh, he's revealing that this, this uh, um, character of God to be everyone, everywhere and, and to be able to minister to everyone um, is going to be revealed in uh, the, the Messiah and in the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on, on Pentecost. And so what you see at the end of the book of Ezekiel is a description in very great detail of uh, a new temple being built and a new city being built. And so uh, what you have there is an idealized um, description of the fact that God is going to bring about his glory, um, but that that new temple structure um, is going to be something that is unique and different, and it's not exactly like the way it was before. And I do believe that uh, it's pointing to a couple of different things. It's pointing, number one, to uh, the reality of the temple um, being the human heart that God is going to fill with his Holy Spirit, that everyone who believes in Jesus will receive the Holy Spirit and they will be uh, a living temple. It's also referring to a, a new age, uh, which is the millennial reign of Christ, that there will be a, a new um, structure, a new uh, building a new city that is going to be very different. Um, it's going to be more perfect. It, it's going to be more indestructible uh, than what they've ever seen or been able to achieve in their past. And so as you get into the latter chapters of Ezekiel, um, it can be very difficult to read um, because of all the very specific detail of 
the measurements and the articles and and how everything is going to be put together. Um, and so a lot of times it, it can um, be a little bit dry uh, as you're reading through that, that last part. But that last part is very significant because it's pointing to a future perfection. Um, and so the, the book of Ezekiel um, has a lot of fascinating uh, characteristics to it. I uh, hope that you'll enjoy it as you read through it again. Uh, and, and that this helps you to really grasp really what he's trying to say there. So uh, that is your Bible, book by book.